On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to the Bring the Juice podcast. Today, we are continuing our look at the Colts position groups, how they stack up to the rest of the teams in the NFL. We've already looked at the entire offense. We've looked at the defensive line. Now we're moving on to the linebackers. And this linebacker group, we would argue, is probably one of the strongest positions on this team. Um, and so we can start here with, the obviously, the best player in this linebacking core. Uh, he's been a first team and second team All-Pro his first couple of years with the Colts, Mr. Darius Leonard. Darius, Derek, just talk to me about Darius Leonard. All the stuff, he, he's such a fantastic player player just talk to me about your love for Darius Leonard and how great he is on this Colts linebacking group it's hard to continue to keep talking about it because we talk about it all the time right I mean this guy this guy in his first two seasons is putting up numbers that even Ray Lewis and Brian Erlacher two of some of the best linebackers to ever play the game had trouble putting up so this guy is on their level from the first two years and I mean, there's not much else you really need to say. I mean, the, he's been snubbed of everything, right? We're, we've always said in his first year, he got snubbed from the Pro Bowl, right? He had more tackles that year than the two other linebackers that got picked before him. He had more tackles than them combined. So it's amazing that he did not get, he did not get picked over them. But, and then this last year, he wasn't first team. Now, I think they said it was because he missed four games. I get it. But, like, you played 12 games. You still finished top 27 uh, in tackles. You had five interceptions. You did all this. He definitely deserved to, again, be first team all pro because in those 12 games, he dominated the same way he did his first year. But, again, the, the, the hate keeps going. He just doesn't get the recognition. It's whatever. But again, what he provides for this team, it can't be, uh, it can't be understated. Really, he's been pivotal to increasing the production on this defense. He's done for this defense what Quentin Nelson has done for that offensive line. Just created a new environment, just a wholesale environment of just wanting to play football again and just having fun doing it. It's, it's kind of ironic. I haven't heard much about Darius Leonard in practices and training camp. I mean, we've seen the videos of him in the one-on-one drills, and we've seen him obviously doing his stuff there, but I haven't heard much else news from him. I guess nobody really wants to say anything because it's just it's Darius Leonard. I guess, you know, you kind of expect some stuff, but I think people are just trying to get – word out about other people we don't need to talk about Darius Leonard but I think the one other important guy that we need to discuss here is the guy that he gives credit for why he is able to play the way he does and that's Anthony Walker Anthony Walker the middle linebacker of this group the guy that 
organizes the defenses, makes sure that plays are set in place. Darius Leonard has said multiple times that the way Anthony Walker is able to lead this defense helps everyone, including myself, and making sure we get to play the way we do. Anthony Walker is a great run-stopping linebacker. That's been his forte. It's also it's great to know he's going to be in the middle this year helping that run defense. We think that the addition of a DeForest Buckner and what Grover Stewart and those other guys are going to be able to do in the middle, Anthony Walker might thrive this year in that aspect. I mean, Cody, I know everyone's kind of been talking about is Anthony Walker and the long-term plans with the Colts, but just for right now, what do you, what do you, what's your take on Anthony Walker for this year? Yeah, he's such a key piece to that defense. He's the leader of that linebacker position. You mentioned it. Darius Leonard has been on record many times saying Anthony Walker is a big reason why I am able to do what I do, like you mentioned. And, you know, he may not be the most athletic guy in the world. I mean, he was a fifth-round pick. I mean, he has limitations as a player. But overall, man, just what he brings in terms of knowledge and also just leadership in that linebacker room. And he also led the Colts in tackles last year. He's not the turnover machine, obviously, that Darius Leonard is or the physical freak that Darius Leonard is. But he's a solid linebacker, and he just helps Darius Leonard be the player that he can be. I just think he, he needs to be back next year. He has to. Darius Leonard has been very vocal. He wants him back. If your best player on defense is saying, I want this guy back, you better bring him back. And it's not like he's a weakness on this defense either. Even though he has limitations, he's a pretty good underrated linebacker, in my opinion. More of a run stopper than a pass defender, but he's still really, really solid as linebacker. And he's consistently gotten, you know, almost 100 tackles since he's had a chance. I will say that he should be in the long-term plans for this team going forward. He's young. I mean, why would you not bring him back? Right. My thoughts. Yeah. Like, similar to, not sort of similar to Marlon Mack, but in a different way, obviously, the Colts uh, obviously drafted Jonathan Taylor. But, like, both very young, productive guys that you hit on in the draft, why wouldn't you bring them back? Yeah. I mean, unless they feel like they could go somewhere else, but I don't think they do. I don't think they want to. Even if you let him go and you decide to let him go, who do you replace him with? Exactly. Do you expect somebody else to come in right away and just say they're going to be as good as Anthony Walker was? I don't think so. Right. I don't even think Bobby Okariki would be as good as Anthony Walker to start out right away if you just said we're going a two-linebacker route. That's what people have been telling us, that nickel is what everybody wants the Colts to run so they get rid of Anthony Walker and just put Bobby Okariki in there. Well, you have to think about if you're losing Anthony Walker – what do you do to replace him? Who's going to be the leader out there, making sure the defense is in the right spot? Who's going to be that guy in the middle that when when they're running, Anthony Walker is that guy in the middle that's securing that middle? Who's going to take over for that? We don't know yet. Bobby Okariki's still young. We still don't know if he's going to be the monster that we kind of saw at the end of the year. We don't know if he's actually going to do that. And all the linebackers we have behind him, They're unproven. They still haven't done anything yet. They're young. And unless you get a linebacker in a trade, it it doesn't make much sense, right? Right. Right. And and for me, like Walker's not going to break the bank. He's probably going to be signed for a reasonable deal when you bring, if you bring him back, why wouldn't you do that? You talking about leadership, Chris Ballard. I think he got a kick to the face last year with the lack of leadership on that defense. I mean, it really, he understands now 
how important that is. That's why he brought in Tavon Wilson, for example, a veteran back there in the secondary. That's why he's wanted to bring in Xavier Rhodes and some of these other guys to get more veteran leadership in there. Now, maybe Walker's not, you know, a, a five, six year vet yet, but he plays like it. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's a leader like that. And he's why would solid. you get rid of one of your most key and pivotal, pivotal leaders in one of the most important positions on your defense, the middle linebacker position? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So right. we can move on then to the other linebacker. You already mentioned him, Bobby Okariki. Um, he was a pick last year, a mid-round pick last year by the Colts. Uh, he didn't start right away, but then the Colts – Found, found ways for Okariki to get on the field by making him play more of that Sam linebacker position. Now, obviously, that position kind of – what that position was kind of changed because Okariki's not just a run stopper. He's also really good against the pass. But the Colts felt like they wanted all three of these guys on the field, and I don't blame them at all. Okariki had a strong, strong second half of the year. I mean, he, you argue, Derek, you and I have debated. You think Bobby Okariki was the best rookie last year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just adding him to this young linebacker core, it it just gives you the indication this might be the, if these three all start together, could be the best linebacker core in all of football. We talk tremendously about the Colts having the best offensive line in football when they're healthy. Well, these guys can do that too. These guys are right there. I mean, as it stands right now, there are not five linebacker groups starting those top three that are better than the Indianapolis Colts right now. There just isn't because Darius Leonard's one of the best ones in all of football. Anthony Walker is one of the best middle linebackers in football. I'd argue top 10. Uh, he'd probably be in that nine to uh, top from that nine to 12 range somewhere in there. But I, I don't even know if I could name 10 middle linebackers better than him. And Bobby Okariki, again, he went off. He went off at the end of the year, man. He just looked like he got really comfortable back there in that secondary. He would come up and make plays in the backfield. Just, he felt like he just knew where to be in space. It's kind of a lot like Darius Leonard, just kind of knew how, where to be in space, how to work zone, how to, how to get the quarterback to think you're going one way, but going another. And he obviously had a few turnovers towards the end. He got really good at tackling in space. Again, just that's exactly what you wanted to see from your rookie linebacker. And he's a smart kid. He, (laughs) he went to Stanford. I mean, good Lord, you have to be smart if you're going to Stanford. So, I mean, this guy's really smart. He's an athletic, like you said, him and Darius Leonard, kind of get mentioned a lot because Bobby Okariki's long. He's athletic, mm-hmm. a lot like Darius Leonard is. Um, I like the potential I see in this kid. I, I think it's great that he got a lot of time in the second half of the season to uh, help stir up this defense. Uh, you and I have continuously had the argument of Kahari Willis and Bobby Okariki, who are the best uh, guys. I mean, both of those guys for PFF, said in the second half of the season, both of those guys were number one at uh, amongst all rookies at their positions. So good to see. They're, they're ahead of the curve already. So it's just a matter of if Okariki keeps taking it in. If he does, and we've seen some of the stuff in training camp, he, his ball skills have continued to be pretty good. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for him. I am so excited for him. This linebacker group, man, like you mentioned, they are just so talented. And they have offer so many different skill sets. 
I mean, fantastic linebacker group. We'll talk about where we rank them in a little bit. We'll talk about some of these key reserves before we do that. Um, Zaire Franklin is a name that has been brought up most recently in Colts training camp. He seems like he's having a good camp. He's played primarily special teams. He was a seventh round pick, I believe in 2018. So he's, you know, primarily just been a special teams type of guy, but it seems like he's starting, something's starting to click a little bit potentially for him. What are your thoughts on Zaire Franklin? Well, it definitely is good to hear uh, that he's doing really well in training camp. We're going to talk about that in our live stream at some point today. I don't, I, I really don't know at this point. Cause you know, I haven't seen a lot of Zaire Franklin. Obviously they keep him around for special teams. That's where he keeps his spot on this roster. Um, I don't know what else to really think right now. We, like I said before, we haven't seen a ton of him. Just one of those guys that's going to have a difficult time slipping their way in to get any kind of playing time unless there's injury. I mean, cause these, top three are so damn good at what they do that it's I feel bad for Zaire Franklin because if Zaire Franklin's actually pretty decent we don't know because we haven't been able to see him because the other guys in front of him are so much better I mean Mm -hmm. it's it sucks for him but I'm glad that he's having a good camp I'll have to look it up and see what he's actually been doing but again like you said has been doing well Uh, hopefully he continues to stay committed to trying to get some playing time because, you know, at some point we could have another one of those Darius Leonard's out for a few games or Anthony Walker could be out for a game or two and Zaire Franklin may have to come in there and step up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm feeling confident. I think that Zaire Franklin's been in the system long enough that I think he'd, he'd understand. I think it might take him a while to catch up, but I, I I feel a little confident that he's he'd be able to go in there and make some plays. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need right now. You need just more depth at that linebacker position. The top three, top-notch linebackers, but you need some depth. You need some guys because inevitably there will probably be an injury at some point. You're going to need a guy to step in for a game or two and really help you out there. We can also talk about another linebacker. You mentioned, you know, Darius Leonard, obviously, and Bobby Okariki. Both are physical freaks. Well, this guy is another physical freak. Uh, drafted by Chris Ballard in the fifth round, Mr. EJ Speed. Let's talk about EJ Speed. I mean, my goodness. You look at this guy. He is long. He is tall. He is athletic. He's really raw out of Tarleton State, but still. He's got a lot of those attributes that kind of the Chris Ballard mold at linebacker, honestly. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on EJ Speed? I'm going to have to look up just how big this guy is, but I, I want to uh, just kind of see where he stands on this. So EJ Speed is 6'4". Okay, that is tall. That's, not, that's a little taller than what you would normally expect for a linebacker. I think he was mm-hmm. around 235, 240 last season. I've seen some of the yeah. workouts he's been doing with uh, in his spare time and keeping in shape. I mean, we want to say Darius Leonard and Bobby Okariki are athletic freaks. This guy's on a whole nother athletic freak nature. I mean, this guy is, he is as physically gifted as you could possibly get at the linebacker position. Very few guys top this guy. But, you know, again, it's one of those things where he didn't play a lot of linebacker in school you know he an athletic guy that didn't really go into a college where you know he was gonna get 
uh, trained very well, and then he goes into a position he knew nothing about and didn't know how to play, but because he was so athletically gifted, he was able to do that. And that's why Chris Ballard and Frank Reich went with him so late in the 2018 draft because you just know that if you can – if you can fine tune this guy and you train him over a couple years to learn the position, I mean, I know it's preseason and we can't take anything into consideration mostly when it comes to that. But in those games, do you remember in the Cincinnati Bengals game, one of the first games of the uh, preseason that year, EJ Speed had nine tackles in the first half and of yeah. that game. He was out there for the majority of the snaps, had nine tackles in the first half alone i mean this guy definitely has quickness to get to the ball carrier really fast it throws linemen off it does it actually like the speed itself is so fast that it throws linemen off of their of their blocking angles because they're not able to get a good accurate punch on him and he just beats the block and then he makes the play it's really nice to see um, that's not always something you can teach something that just that athletically gifted. So again, another player that it's, it's going to be a toss up. Does he actually get better? You know, cause Zaire Franklin's ahead of him because of a little bit of extra time in the system. And the fact that he's a, a little bit more of, he's understands the playbook a little more, but I like what I see in EJ speed. I think he has that potential Again, just another guy that they're going to have to just get reps. Who knows? Maybe his number gets called at some point. It it might. I I actually want to see it. Me too. I mean, I'm really intrigued by him. You mentioned 6'4", 225, fast as can be, athletic as can be. Man, I would love to see him in game action and see him, how he's developed from his rookie year to now. I would love to see that. I would love to see – what he can provide. Um, another name, we don't have to talk about this guy much because he may or may not make this roster. Matthew Adams, he's played a little bit. He was also drafted in that same draft as Zaire Franklin in the seventh round. He's more of just a run thumper, stopper, kind of linebacker. Um, but he maybe will play a little bit of special teams. Not doesn't really offer a ton of upside right now. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Maybe he makes this roster. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know if he's going to be out Zaire, Zaire Franklin or not. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. So, Derek, the, the moment we've all been waiting for, where do you rank this linebacker group compared to the rest of the 31 NFL teams? I, I, I have to give it – I have to put it in the top three. Honestly, I am confident in saying that the, that this the starting group right now is full of just amazingly gifted athletes that are still so, so young. The most experienced guy in that linebacker group was drafted in 2017. That's how old they are. And yet this is how good that linebacker group has become. That's what they can do. So I'm comfortable with saying they're in the top three. Are they the best one? I don't know. But I can confidently say that they're in the top three. Even with the guys that are behind them, they're young but they're athletic, they're extremely gifted football players, and I'm comfortable with where where we're at at this linebacker group right now. Me too. I mean, I would say top three for sure. I mean, you got obviously, you think like, I'm trying to think of some other teams that would be kind of in competition with the Colts. 
I don't know if the 49ers would potentially be one that you, you think could. maybe potentially. You could, say, you could potentially say the Cowboys. You know, Cowboys. you got Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch. I, I mean, those are some guys that definitely uh, you could do that for sure. Yeah, and there's some other names too, but I mean, the Titans even are one name that I know we've talked about with when we've yeah. been, you know, talking with Titans fans this offseason. The Titans have a really good linebacker group too, but I think overall the Colts probably edge them out just because the how great of a player Darius Leonard is. I think that kind of gives them the slight edge there. But yep. what do you guys think? What do our listeners think? Where would you rank the Colts linebacker group from 1 to 32? Where would you give them there? For Derek and myself, thanks so much, guys. As always, go Colts.